0: Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network.
1: Audio Lady
0: Martin with Cowboys Sweetheart. And I'm your host, Gary Holt in Nashville. Joining us in Albuquerque is our co-host, Miss Bobby Bell. Good morning, Bobby.
2: Good morning, Gary. I hope that you'll have a piece of chocolate cake today. It's National Chocolate Cake Day.
0: <laughs> really? I might be able to arrange that, you know? That would be a man. <laughs> That is pretty cool. Pretty cool. How's the weather out in Albuquerque? I know we've been freezing back here in Nashville.
2: Well, we've been a little bit on the chilly side, but um, it's really not cold compared to most all other parts of the country. Uh, we're going to be in this 30s today, a high of like 43. We got beautiful blue sky and, uh, you know, it's just another day in the land of enchantment. All
0: right. All right. Well, we're like mid-40s today, and then we dropped down into the 30s with wind chills in the 20s. And uh, I think they said single-digit wind chills for a few nights this week. So that's cold enough for me. That, that is cold <laughs> enough for me. But, uh, I know it's a little colder than that in some parts of the country. And, uh, you know, our good friend Randy Houston, he's been moving. Do you know where Randy's moving?
2: I didn't know Randy was moving. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Randy's moving, and he was moving yesterday, and I saw it looked like about two feet of snow that came in on him.
2: And, uh, oh my so Randy, goodness! Well,
0: wish yeah, I did wish we were that. there to help you, but you know, good luck to you with that snowfall.
2: Wow! I know Colorado's getting uh, snow right now as we as we speak, but I did not know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, a pretty first night in our
2: new house. Oh, yeah. oh, I see that. Wow.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we have a great show. It is not cold when it comes to music and with our first guest. And so who's going to be joining us today?
2: We have Mickey Furman with us today. Oh, my goodness. Are we in for a treat?
0: We are in for a real treat. Her album, Westbound, is absolutely terrific. And we're going to be sharing music from that today. And then in the second hour of the show, she's the queen of the cowgirls, a really ranch beauty queen, according to Trinity Sealy. Miss Trina Morris is going to be joining us on Saddle of America for the second hour. So we're going to have a whole lot of fun today playing a lot of great music, sharing some great conversation. And, Bobby, all of the music today is from our Western women. So how about that? This is an all-woman. I love
2: that. Yeah.
0: All right, (laughs) let's get it started with a great song from Mickey's Westbound album. It's called What a Moon, and when we come back, we'll be talking with Mickey Furman today on the Campfire Cafe. The
3: porch is swept, the cows are fed, the chickens have all gone to bed. Up and buffed and ready for some fun Park the truck at Sully's Ranch Looks like they're about to start to dance Across the crowd I
2: Just heard What a Moon <laughs> an original written and performed by today's guest, Mickey Furman. Calling Nashville home, today's special guest, Mickey Furman, has been a professional singer-songwriter since her teens. She headlined the venerable Louisiana Hayride, recorded for MCA Records, and twice guest starred on the Grand Old Opry. She recently released her newest recording, Westbound an engaging collection of some lesser recorded traditional songs and five of Mickey's own compositions, all songs of the American West, a place dear to her heart. Please welcome to Campfire Cafe an author, singer, and songwriter who refers to her father and grandfather as the first cowboys in my life, Mickey Furman. Welcome, Mickey. Hey there, Bobby and Gary. Good to be here.
4: Really good to be here. Good morning. Good been, I was dancing in my chair listening to
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, this is this is a great CD, and we're going to have a lot of fun sharing music from that today on the CD. But uh, well, I was going I had through no,
4: some. I was going to say I had no idea you were going to kick off with that song, but that was <laughs> probably the impetus for going ahead and recording the album. I've been thinking about doing this album for years. And I would pick up a song and lay it down and go, well, that would be good. That would be good. And I've got some on the album that I wrote when I was a teenager. But I got the idea and the chorus chorus for What a Moon and and wrote it. And and that's what really made me decide to go ahead and record it. And strangely, I didn't finish writing What a Moon until days before the tracking session. (laughs) Oh, wow. It came in under the wire.
0: (laughs) Well, you, uh, you were more involved in the country music scene and when was it that western music came into play in your life?
4: You know, it was interwoven all along. My my dad was born in North Dakota and his father was from Oklahoma. So there was a great hey. uh, western presence in my life growing up. We I would spend summers on the, the Furman Ranch farm, whatever, up uh, kind of near the Minnesota-North Dakota border. And you know horses and cows and sheep and and it was actually located on the on a on Ojibwe reservation, and so my mom my grandmother actually kept foster kids and and I always had a little handful of Ojibwe kids to play with every. summer. All right. And so I just <laughs> grew up with that lifestyle. I loved the book the Western books that that were in the bedroom there. Um, when I started singing on the hayride. It used to be that Western bands were very much in country music. It wasn't the separate. Oh yeah. And yeah. so mm-hmm. we had many touring bands come through, and and I just always always loved that music, and and really, you know, did work a lot of that into my repertoire at the Hayride, but didn't necessarily record it until now.
0: Yeah. Well, and to be honest, Mickey lives in West Nashville, Bobby. So I do. Still- I live out west. Oh. <laughs> That's oh, his, his west, west, Nashville. west Nashville.
5: <laughs> Yeah, It's the great southwest yeah. of Nashville, actually.
0: <laughs> That's right. That is right. Well, we're going to get to some music and then come back and talk more about your, your musical career and some of the things that have gone on and then talk more, more about the CD as well. But this is from a 1954 movie with Marilyn Monroe yep. and Robert Mitchum. And how, how did you find this song and decide to put it on the album?
4: I saw that movie when I was a little girl, and we're not revealing the title yet, but uh, I just, I loved watching old Western movies, and that song was just so beautiful. The theme song from the movie was so beautiful, and and when I grew up and started recording, my first national television exposure was on a, a PBS special hosted by Tennessee Ernie Ford. Who wow. actually sang? I think he actually sang the theme song to to the to the movie. Can we can we give the title? Yeah, oh, let's give, give it. Yeah, that. River River, River <laughs> of No Return. is called River of No Return. Marilyn Monroe did do a version of it in the movie, but Tennessee Ernie Ford sang the theme, and um, he just was just became a great friend. So when it came time to do some music, I remembered that gorgeous song and happened to be friends with. Ernie's son, Buck, Ford, and talked okay. him into singing the bass background parts with me. So oh, there's wow. a lot of that going on in this project, kind of reaching back and and renewing some old friendships.
0: There really, really And that yeah. is not me.
4: It start, It kicks off with a soprano part that I will just give the disclaimer. I am not singing that, <laughs> that sky high <laughs> note. Oh, oh, good, good wonder. wonderful uh, <laughs> friend, Leslie Ellis. And she just okay. killed killed the the supreme Court. Uh, she ever?
5: She does really
0: she did. And, and, and I will <laughs> tell you, after after Mary Kay and I listened to the song, uh, we decided that we were going to go back and watch as many old Western movies as we can, because if you can grab a song like this from 1954. There was a pool
4: of songwriters writing a lot of those themes, and they were gorgeous, just gorgeous. Oh yeah. Songs.
0: Well, let's share the song. This is River of No Return. It is from the CD Westbound. We're talking with Mickey Furman, and we'll be back in just a moment on the Campfire Cafe.
2: Nikki Furman. Oh, my gosh, that's so gorgeous. That's, River of you. No Return from her newly released album, Westbound. Oh, my gosh, Nikki. <laughs>
4: thank you.
5: I'll like, tell you that, Leslie. So...
2: You
4: know, Leslie sang Leslie sang back up for Celine Dion on the theme from Titanic. Oh. My heart will go oh. on. So she has great <laughs> creds. And and wow. I called her up and said, "Listen, if you can't hit this note, I don't know anyone who can." <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: that's absolutely job. beautiful. I know you said you'd been thinking about this and dreaming of this album over a number of years, maybe as as many as eight. You finally mm-hmm. um, got into the recording studio. Uh, how long for? Kind of, you know, for the production. When when did you actually begin putting it together? We were, mm-hmm. Well, I think
4: the, the idea hatched back in probably 2014. I started writing literary western fiction, frontier fiction, and I uh, had, had been a lifelong singer songwriter, and it was a natural. We had a lot of overlap with uh, western writers of America, with uh, some you know other great uh, singers like Carol Markstrom and Jim Jones and Randy Houston and John Chandler. You know, there are a lot of a lot of folks that are on your show that also. Uh, dabble in fiction and nonfiction, mm-hmm. but that's when it started. We—I I, guess—I got really, really serious about it. Went to my first IWMA convention in 2019, and mm. just met some folks. Nobody really knew who I was or what I was doing there.
2: But I came <laughs> back and really started
4: chewing on it and and curating the songs, just really because mm. I would just really did, dug deep. I tried to find some songs that not everybody had cut already many times and, and I worked in a Sons of the Pioneer song that has not gotten a lot of action and uh, we went into the studio at the end of August of 2021 and it took us about a week to get all the tracks down and then of course you bring in singers and, and uh, there there wasn't a lot of instrumentation on this uh, it, it sounds really lush but we had uh, Gary Prim come in with a with keys to put in some string parts, but other than that, it was very acoustic, and uh, just I would say more singer-centered than mm-hmm. than your typical Nashville album. and uh, there was a real magic that developed around the production of it, and I think, and I don't take a whole lot of credit for that. I, I just believe I, I've always felt this about songs, that the song exists before you write it. That you're just uncovering it. That you're, and, yeah. and whether you use a, a shovel to dig it up, or a, a pick, will give you different results. If you get in a hurry with the shovel, you tear it up on the way out. But if you're careful and and just get the brush and the pick and, and uncover it, it's what it's supposed to be. And we we went into it with just a lot of love and care and and um, planning. And the musicians that were picked and the producer, Ron Oates, and even the engineers, everybody just, there it, it was just this big, um almost like a big energy that was happening around it. It was just, we knew we were, if, if nobody ever heard it, we knew we were doing something special.
2: Yes, well, and you did. So <clears throat> even though 2021, we were still having some effects of COVID, you actually were able to all sure. be, together in the studio which um it we haven't heard that. Yeah,
4: we had to mask I mean, yeah. everybody's you know uh distance i mean out in the studio where all the players are distance i i have the engineer has a mask on i've got a mask on until it's time to sing and you know it was uh but you music finds a way to be made
0: well Oh, well, it was a great, great CD. We're going to get to some more music because we've got a lot of songs that we want to share with our audience today. And uh, this one you did with our good friend Mr. John Chandler. It's called Loving Country. Tell us about this song. Loving County. Loving County. Yeah. Loving County. Excuse me. How, how did you pick the song?
4: Oh, this song I did not write this song. This was written by a really good friend of John's and mine, Johnny Boggs, who is uh with mm. Western Riders of America. He's like written jillions of novels I think at this point and and uh his his awards
2: outweigh <laughs> yes, him at had. this point. So. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> but anyway, he he is a big music fan and he uh he just showed me this song one day and I and, and I thought, Well, that's really pretty interesting. It was based on the El, um, Elmer Kelton book, The Time It Never Rained, and about this drought in Texas. And uh, I just kicked it around, and, and he, he said, "You know, my dream would be for you and John to sing this someday." And I kind of laughed about it, but but the more I listened to it, I just thought that's kind of cool. So we did it really as a surprise. John and I recorded it, and. And uh, Johnny didn't get to hear it until we were finished. But it's just really, it's just a great story song. And uh, I thought it fit right, it just fit right in there. Like it was All meant to right. be. Well,
0: this is, this is Lovin' County. It's Mickey Furman along with John Chandler. Mm-hmm. Now the wind keeps picking up He steps out of his Ford truck Nice seven years of drought and tears Nothing left but stubborn pride
3: It looks cloudy in the West They say that's for the best Why does she stay? She cannot say that her strength hasn't died you don't get your hopes up Cause the cloud is like a high school tease. You close your weary eyes Like you can't smell rain on that breeze But the weatherman keeps safe, Get your sheep to high ground For this morning in Loving County The rain is
5: coming down
1: Twenty sections owned
0: or leased With the mercy of the beast His cattle soaps, feels so damn old Till he thinks of her back home
3: They say ranching's like a dream So broke and cruel and lean She prays for him For hope's grown dim Distant thunder you don't get to hold up Cause the clouds like a high school tee You close your weary eyes Like you can't smell rain on that breeze But the weatherman keeps saying Get to sheep to high ground For
5: well, this morning in Loving
3: County The rain is coming down Stands by the screen door Like she's done so often before
0: A cold hard rain
1: Sends thirst and pain Ninety sheep dead Maybe more
0: While he screams there in the yard God, why must droughts break hard But he can't quit
3: No, she won't quit they will go on like before
0: Cleveland County, Mickey Furman with John Chandler. Great, great song. Great, great song.
4: It is a nice it's, song. I um, love John's voice on there. He just, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, he's awesome. Well, yeah, John's one of my favorite performers. Good, good guy. Well, well I'm going to go back just a little bit. So I saw a picture of you at about 10 years old performing. <laughs> so oh how did you get started with music? And your hands were kind of clenched. I mean, it was not I like was you terrified. were having a good yeah. time.
4: <laughs> I was
3: not
0: having a good
4: time. <laughs> well, yeah, it was kind of funny how that worked out. Well, I uh, I started singing, and I have to back up, because I was, I was a severe asthmatic as a child, and I still have have it pretty badly. But uh, the kind of the miracle in all of this was that I had a really big mouth and big singing voice, I started singing in just my grandmother's little country church when I was maybe seven or eight. And the, the picture you're referring to, I was 10, and I'd gone to Shreveport to stay for a week with a cousin of mine. I took that dress because I thought, well, we might go someplace nice, you know. <laughs>
5: so I took this little,
4: <laughs> pink, little pink dress and my Mary Janes, you know, and my little anklet socks. And Uh they decided to go to this little country show called the Keithville Jamboree, and and they talked somebody into letting me get up there, and this was the only dress that I had with me to wear. And so I sang, you'll love the set list. I think it was How Great Thou Art and Your Squaw is on the Warpath. (laughs) That's what I did that night. (laughs)
0: Uh, Quite a combination right there. Quite a combination. I know. Well, and then you started with Louisiana. I think the biggest part—the biggest part of
4: my body at that time—the biggest part of my body at that time were my knees and my mouth.
0: Kind of, <laughs> I was a really skinny <laughs> little kid. Oh my gosh, then the Louisiana <laughs> Hayride, uh, and you were just a teenager when you started with that.
4: Mm-hmm. So 13. how did how did that happen? I had joined a band when I was thirteen. Actually, it was a contemporary Christian band called the Jesus Christ Power and Light Company. And we made some local records around North Louisiana and toured some. And from that, I ended up uh, auditioning and and getting uh, asked to to perform on the Hayride when I was 15. And uh, I headlined that show for about six, seven years. And that's kind of when it all started to happen. I, I had some regional records with Louisiana Hayride Records. MCA picked up my contract, and that went on to, you know, Lots of fun things. I mean, the Opry and TV and touring a little bit, and you know, all of this before I turned twenty.
0: Oh wow! wow. All of this so before I had a date, met...
4: pretty much. <laughs> 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 there wasn't, a, you there wasn't no regular Yeah. Did, did uh,
0: you I did do the show with Tiffany
4: Ford when I was about eighteen or nineteen. I toured with B.J. Thomas. some open for him. Rondre wow. Crouch and, and, and of course on MCA at that time with you know, a lot of I think the Oak Ridge boys and this was like the Barbara Mandrell era, so back in the nineteen uh, hundreds, I like to say.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: then them were the good old days. Those were the good old It was
4: days. fun. Lots of fun.
0: So when did you start writing?
4: I wrote even then, a little bit. I I didn't record a lot of my stuff except on, I did some Christian albums where I wrote a lot of it, but uh, only actually um, there's there's one song on this album that I, that's called Going Home that I wrote when I was a teenager, and it was specifically for my for my dad and grandfather because uh, my my grandfather was born in Oklahoma Territory before it became a state, and I just I don't know it's it, it it was a little bit of what I did I didn't really take it too seriously until I was probably in my 30s and I moved, finally moved to Nashville. And at that time, I I hit town, you know, at the end of a marriage, I had two little girls and, and I thought, well, I'm going to have to work. I can't really tour, (laughs) but how about writing some songs? And so I just really fell in love with that, that part of it. And, uh, you know, I still play music a lot, especially around Nashville, but that I spent most of my time writing songs and, and, but I, but I honor good songs. I'm not selfish about that. Like I've got to write every song on the album. I I wanted the best material that I could get my hands on and, and,
0: uh, you know, there'll be other albums. There'll be other albums because
4: I've got songs (laughs) left over.
0: You did a great job with uh, the songs that you selected, but, stories that the rocks tell is one of the songs that you Mm -hmm. tell us about that one
4: that's probably one of the most different it's an outlier it's a really different song for me uh and this is kind of charming how it came to be i have a, a really sweet and darling friend named nancy plain who uh is a member she was actually the president of western riders of america and every year they have an auction to raise money for their educational fund and and we got the idea for an auction of a personalized song to be written. I donated that. So, you know, they would bid on it. And whoever won, I would get together with and, and talk to them and kind of figure out what they wanted to write about. And then I'd write them a song. Nancy um, Nancy is the daughter of, of a, an author named Bella Plain who wrote a lot of novels, like back in the 80s and 90s. And she remembered her mother sitting by her bed, reading her stories, and just, you know, it was really a lot about her mom and about how her mom taught her storytelling. And I was driving from uh, from Nashville to the Western Writers Convention, which I think was to be held in Kansas City that year, and wrote it on the interstate on the way there. Just, just kind of happened.
0: Well, it's another great song from the album, Westbound. This is Mickey Furman. It's very personal to
4: me. It's very personal to me because I think it's it's the closest I've ever come to being able to explain where stories come from because people say that all the time. Where did you get the idea for that song or for that story? I don't know. It comes from someplace we can't see.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's take a listen. We'll be back in just a moment.
3: I can hear my mother's voice so clear Reading by my
5: bedside
3: Odysseys and fairy tales How she made them come alive She said stories are all around my child That's something you've been taught well Just go to the mountain and you'll hear the stories that the rocks tell. So come on, Molly, let's go to the mountain. You can change. But the muses, they just laugh at me, cause they don't do my beckoning, they say music is all around my child, gotta make sure that you're listening, go to the meadow,
4: No stories and songs are kind of the same
3: They're just memories on a blank page Try too hard and they'll never come They find you in such strange ways Will someday be a memory Like the songs that the wind sings And the stories that the rocks tell All those memories run through the river and the river runs to the ocean.
2: Stories that the rocks tell. Oh, fabulous. Mickey Furman from her album Westbound that we're enjoying today. Nikki, um, you did a lot of live performing as you've been sharing with us. Are you uh, doing a lot of live performances now? Are you looking forward to getting out on the road with this album?
4: I am looking forward to it. I, I, uh, I just uh, agreed, or ju- just agreed this week to perform at the Tucson Festival of Books on March 13th. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be the kind of the big tour kickoff, if you will. I'm not doing a lot of heavy touring, but I will be doing, uh, I live in Nashville, so it means mobilizing myself out there with players and everything, but I will be getting out and, and doing some festivals and house concerts, hopefully, and other things. I love performing you, live. It's, uh, yeah. it's, 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 I love the studio, too. It's a different thing entirely, but there's nothing like getting up there and looking at the faces and judging the reactions of, of the
2: songs. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes when it's good you, and sometimes it's not. Yeah, it's like, well,
4: okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, since you are a songwriter, do you have any great um, tips that you would like to share with budding songwriters that might be listening?
4: Ooh, well, let's see. Um, find the songs and the songwriters that that kind of speak to you and really listen to how they're structuring things. You know, there is, there's more, there's so many ways to write a song. There's so many kinds of songs, but I would just say, listen to songs and learn about their bones and their their pacing and, and their rhythm, their rhyming structures and, and just kind of learn the, the nuts and bolts of it. And once you have kind of got that down, then then you can just let creativity come in there and fill in the blanks. And uh, you just really have to keep your antenna up because somebody will Mm -hmm. say something in a room. You will have a conversation with someone or remember something from your childhood. And and if you'll just sit down and spend time with it, you know, and just keep working at your craft, keep writing. Mm hmm Mm-hmm.
2: The next song that Gary has chosen is um, is not one of your originals, but I think it has to have an interesting backstory. He's going to play. Is there any chance? Oh yes, this
4: uh, this is really the only song on the album that isn't out and out western, but it was written by Marty Robbins. I wanted to do a Marty Robbins song, but I didn't want to do the ones that you think of the first 10 mm-hmm. you think of, and I was digging through just some old, uh, just online, you know, listening to all, everything I could find, and I ran across this song, and I thought, wow, it's not Western, but it's kind of got that vintagey sort of melody, and it was so pretty, um, and Marty's son, uh, Ronnie Robbins, used to be a recording artist probably about the same time I was on MCA. He was on another label, but just always admired his and i thought hmm i wonder is there any chance i could get ronnie to with me so i approached him and he first said oh no he said i haven't been in the studio in 30 years i just don't think i can do this and and i kept talking to him like yeah but i did we'll work with you i'll do whatever you want to do and i said just you know even a couple of lines and so finally he starts he gets back to me and says, well, I've been singing around the house, and I think I, I, think I can probably do something. So he showed up, and, and you know, he bless his heart, he, he was probably a little bit nervous not being in the studio in so long. But once he settled in, it was, it was wonderful because he's Ronnie, but you can still hear those Robin's jeans in there, and every now and then he mm-hmm. would say a word. And it just mm-hmm. it gave me chills to hear that family connection. And that song just gets me right in the heart every time I listen to it. I'm so glad he decided to sing with me.
0: Is there any chance it's Mickey Furman along with Ronnie Robbins? This one was written by Marty. And we'll be back on the Campfire Cafe in just a moment to continue our conversation with Miss Mickey Furman.
5: (laughs)
3: is there any chance that you and i can start all over will you say you'll try is there any chance that you may be still a little bit Is it just because I'm hoping so? Do you still have faith in our
0: chance that you
3: and I can start all over will you say you'll try is there
0: A cool, cool song. Oh, I
5: think I'm crying. I'm going to cry. (laughs) 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 That's Mickey Furman, Ronnie Robbins.
0: Wow. Well, I haven't asked you this before, Mickey, but are there any entertainers that really influence you as far as your singing? Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah. Um, I... I think, I think Linda Ronstadt and Emmy Lou Harris were, were on the scene just about the time I was learning to sing. Linda Ronstadt is a big vocal influence of mine because yeah, she awesome. was just so versatile. And, I, and I've never been content to stay in one genre. I've, I've done a little things that lean toward soul and r and B. I've done jazz things. I've done country, you know, uh, kind of more southern rock things. So I, I really like experimenting with different types of music as she did um and let's see who else probably even people like aretha franklin and donna summer and and oh, Frank wow. sinatra you know uh, uh doris day is is a favorite mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: i just i really listen to their voices and, and try to sarah vaughn is like i my favorite jazz singer so i'm always analyzing voices and and what I can figure out to do to make make my own better. <laughs> That's a, it's, it's a constant journey. It'll never end. But,
0: wow. But I'm always wow. trying
4: to do something new.
0: Well, you know, I've always said, and, I, and I, I will continue to say, if it's good music, it's good music. So it doesn't make any difference. It is. Genre is You're exactly right.
4: I think that, that the very best songs are the ones that you can't figure out if they were written 50 years ago or today mm-hmm. and 50 years from now they will still sound relevant. That's that's really isn't, what isn't I truth? shoot for when I write songs. Isn't
0: mm-hmm. that the truth. Isn't that the truth? Well, what's next for Miss Mickey? I know it's you do. Some, well, what's next some for me? Writing and mm-hmm. some, you know, some writing. Yes, well. well the
4: album, we will talk about the the album release. It was supposed to be probably February, but it's looking like it's going to be Mid March. It is, however, the download of the album is available for pre-order on my website, and that's MickeyFurmanMusic.com, and it's M-I-C-K-I-F-U-H-R-M-A-N Music.com. So if you're into digital downloads of albums, you can go there and I'll, and go ahead and pre-order that. And I will have CDs available too eventually. But uh, that looks—it's looking like it's about six weeks out for the actual release of the album. I'm working on a okay. novel right now, mm-hmm. and I'm doing a little bit of narration of audiobooks on the side just for fun. Oh, how fun. <laughs> so, yeah, and I'm figuring out how to how to book myself uh, some dates, which I have not done in a while. And, uh, yeah, I've got a lot to, to keep me busy.
0: And, Bobby Bell, she's the new secret. of the National Western Music
4: Association. That's right. right. Yes. That's That's right. I've gone into the political arena. I'm now an author of the Tennessee chapter. I'm really excited about this because I think it's going to, I already see that it's going to be a very dynamic chapter. We're going to do a lot of cool things to draw attention to Western music uh, because, you know, it's, I, you see how many Western movies there are showing up on. You know, mm-hmm. on Netflix and on screens and the TV uh, movie screens now, it's just I think people just are drawn to that part of our heritage and our our history. It's almost like it was at us at our best. When, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, not always. <laughs> you know, there were some ugly parts of it too. But the American cowboy is so uniquely ours and something that people in other countries try to emulate and and are drawn to. So I'm really excited about the Nashville and Tennessee chapter uh, mm-hmm. of IWMA mm-hmm. spreading, spreading the word and getting more artists out uh, and so more connected excited. with audiences.
0: We're excited about that. So we're going to get another song uh, from the CD, Westbound, and, and uh, we're going to go back to the Old Sons of the Pioneers. This one was written by Bob Nolan Good. and Tim Spencer. It's called Blue Paradise. How would you pick this one
4: out? How did
5: I a pick Blue it Prairie. out? Well,
0: Blue Prairie. I was, I was
4: yeah. Blue Prairie, yes. I was, again, as I said earlier, I was looking for some songs that, that maybe had been skipped over a little bit. I wanted to do a Sons of the Pioneers song. But, man, you know, I can't do Tumbling Tumbleweeds any better than a lot of people have or
5: <laughs> Cool Water or any
4: of those. You know, those, those have been done wonderfully by so many people. And I thought, well, which one I can kind of make mine? And I, I ran across this on YouTube and found out that Michael Martin Murphy had cut a version of it years ago, although it was quite different than than the way we arranged it. And it just, it had everything in one song that I wanted for this album, which was those really wonderful male background vocals. It had that gorgeous Western melody, it had the imagery, uh, and just kind of, here's the West in one song. And uh I had just had to do it. And I, I loved how it turned out. It was so much fun to sing.
0: Well it's a great song. Blue Prairie. We'll be back in just a moment. Mm-hmm. Much fun to have on the show today.
4: I've had a great time, and I just want to thank both of you, not only for having me today, but for just really welcoming me into into the circle from the time I first met you, Bobby, in Albuquerque, and mm-hmm. the first mm-hmm. time I met you, Gary. You've both been nothing but, but gracious and, and wealthy, welcoming. and that, that was really a concern of mine because, you know, I, although I've been doing music a long time, I have not concentrated on the Western genre, and, and this is a little bit new to me. And uh, I just appreciate your your acceptance and, and really helping me along. You're
0: great. Well, you're so very, very welcome. And thanks. Thanks. Thanks for bringing this music. You know, it's, it's so cool. It is so
2: cool. So fun uh, to see you in Albuquerque. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we're looking for Bobby. To the first time, I, you more. first time
4: I saw Bobby across the room, I thought, who's that cute little blonde? She looks like somebody <laughs> I'd like to borrow clothes from. <laughs> oh my gosh. You almost made me spit coffee thought the out. Same thing.
5: <laughs>
4: I'm not admiration.
5: borrowing Gary's
0: clothes. But. There you go.
5: <laughs>
0: hey, no, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. But I will with... thank you,
4: Gary. G- Gary, you are uh, you are very close to and very familiar with uh, someone who's become a great friend of mine, and that's Mary Kay. Uh, she was another gift that, that dropped into my life, and uh, she's just very precious. And, and you know, I have I have a one. I'm getting a, a widening circle of, of really good, sweet friends, and. That, that's something that's more important than anything.
0: Well, thank you, and, and she's listening right now, so I know she heard what you had to say.
2: Oh, Hello.
0: And we appreciate you. We appreciate you. We're going to close out this thank segment you. with another song that you wrote. It's a beautiful, beautiful song called "You Odyssey Wyoming." And uh, Mickey, come back again, and we'll oh, see I'd love you. To. I guess we'll see you Monday night for. Uh,
4: Yes, so after me.
0: And yeah, I'll see you, Bobby, clothes. down
4: the road, too. Yes, Thanks, yes guys. Yes, yes. All
0: right, thank you so much. This is Mickey Furman's You Odyssey Wild.
3: Toby came to Texas Hired on to run cattle A finer cow hand I have never known But how he loved to tell us that the country didn't suit him And there was nothing about Texas could compare with his sweet home He'd say If you think that sky's blue Then you ought to see Wyoming On a clear September morning why it's bluer than the sea Someday I'm going back there At the end of all my roaming I'll turn this pony loose And never leave Yeah, you ought to see Wyoming, yes, sir Dallas, with its big hotels and streetcars, he said it's fine, but it ain't no Cheyenne. And down toward San Antonio, through the rolling hills and valleys, old Toby shook his head and we heard that tale again. If you think them here time folds the clouds around their snowy peaks, someday I'm going back there, at the end of all my roaming, I'll turn this pony loose and never leave, boys you ought to see Wyoming yesterday. And when the dust had heard itself settled I saw my old friend Toby a Bleeding on the ground Boys, don't that sky look blue You reckon it's one I see the lupins and the paintings
0: Think to see you all. Signed out for Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. When we come back, we'll be talking with the Ranch Beauty Queen, Miss Trina Morris, today on Saddle Up America. Saddle up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. I'm your host, Gary Holt, and joining me is Miss Bobby Bell out in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And we want to welcome to the show our very (laughs) special guest, Miss Trina Morris. Hey, Trina.
6: Hey, how are you guys doing today?
0: Doing well, doing well. So, where are you calling from?
6: Well, today I'm calling from the little little house on the ranch, so I uh, got new satellite internet, so hopefully I can do more of these kinds of calls from home now instead of having to drive to town.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is pretty cool, pretty cool. Well, tell us what's been going on with you this past year with the pandemic, and Things are kind of settling down. How are the clinics getting lined up for this year?
6: Yeah, well, with the pandemic and all the different things happening, I haven't been able to go to Canada now for two years. But uh, Oh, wow. The people up there still message me, and I help them with some videos and things like that. Um, but last year I started the, the bunkhouse. I turned it into an Airbnb so that people could um, – Kind of two choices. They could either just be a stranger and come and stay like a a typical Airbnb or I had people that had rode in my clinics. They came out and they did mini ranch clinics where they could ride my horses and uh, learn about that and kind of tailor make themselves a little vacation, which is different than my ranch clinic and my public clinics. So adding Mm -hmm. more eggs to the basket.
0: I'm telling you, a busy girl. Well, I'm just looking right now at your uh, schedule coming up. So you're doing your, your your clinics where you're traveling. It looks like starting in April back in Washington, Pennsylvania, and then in Maryland. And then um, you have mini ranch clinics. You've got quite a few of those that are lined up. So what happens at yep. the mini ranch clinic? Well,
6: um, Kind of, anything could happen. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I can take two, what I've done is I can take two to four people and, um, you know, you you have to get yourself here to the ranch. And then once you're here, um, obviously I do the the usual feed you breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And um, the tailor-made part comes from, I've had some people come out and, they want to ride the horses all day. And then I've had other people come out and they've only rode the horses in the morning and then they've gone to town in the afternoon or, um, had one couple wanted to come out and practice their, their shooting skills. So they rode in the morning and then, uh, shot some pistols in the afternoon. Um, wow. so it really kind of is, is up to you what, what you want to do. Um, obviously for the horsemanship part, I can, kind of set you up with whatever you want to do. If you want to learn ground working or work a cult or ride a more finished horse, gather cattle, rope cattle, kind of can be whatever, you know, whatever you wish it to be. And the cool thing is, is you get to ride uh, my horses and Harwood saddles and enjoy the Wyoming blue sky that you heard from the song that Mickey sang. There you go.
0: (laughs) There you go. Well, what a lot of people don't know is that you're almost a gourmet cook, aren't you? So when you come out from one of your mini ranch cook. clinics <laughs> yeah, i actually you may be a gourmet cook, but,
2: uh, well, I think feed she's a gourmet well. cook. I, I was cook. drooling over the crumpets on your blog no. you, 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 from I guess like a year ago, but oh my, what a great article, and the pictures were so wonderful. <laughs> You can you can
6: take iPhones for those good pictures. I'm uh, um, I, I, I don't know. I might be a gourmet cook. I think I'm more an experimental cook who uh, just comes up with maybe some good things to eat and um I like seeing the smiles on people's faces, so I like to cook for them.
0: So with your clinics that you're doing well let me ask this, because you've got many ranch clinics that you're doing. Do you have the do you have your ranch clinic that was like what is it, almost two weeks, isn't it? Where people come out? Are you oh, still doing yeah. those?
6: Yep, no. Nope. Yep, I still do that one. Um it's in the first two weeks of August. And what I do there is uh for a lot of years I had it be a ten day straight clinic. So people <clears throat> would come from all across North America and stay for ten solid days and last year I changed it up a bit and um, I did two five-day clinics so they could either do the whole entire time or I had a few people come just for the first week and then a few people come just for the second week and uh, for the folks that stayed for the entire time it was actually very interesting and very fun because they got two days off in between and for a lot of people that have come here for a lot of years they really enjoyed it because they took those two days and they went to Cheyenne or Casper and uh, toured around the town here and thought to see some historical things and maybe just learn more about Wyoming because before it was 10 days and I kind of kept you glued in the saddle. Um, Yeah. So it seems to be, it seems to be a really good fit to do it that way and gives them kind of two days of a mental break before we do some more things. So, uh, I really enjoyed it that way, and so did they, so we kept it that way for this year as well.
0: Oh, that's cool that is cool Yeah. that, that is cool, so when you're touring uh for example, when you head up to Pennsylvania in April, what type mm-hmm. of clinic do you have scheduled for up there? I know you let you kind of let um, people pick what they want, but
6: yeah, yeah I'm kinda of easy going that way um. But for the majority of the clinics they are either horsemanship and cow working or uh, foundation horsemanship where they do some groundwork and then uh, riding. So they kind of get two flavors of that. Uh, Washington, Pennsylvania is actually at a extremely old farm in that area, and it's pretty cool. I guess in their day, they used to run a lot of cattle and stuff, so they're trying to get back into that. But um, I go there and... Uh, help a lot of people there's a lot of english riders there and just a good mix of people that come and uh most of the places i go are you know i'd like to think but uh, they're pretty unique there's a i do a semi-private clinic in texas at the it's called the screaming monkey ranch and uh it wow. is quite a ball to do yeah it, <laughs> and that that answers it because it's a lot of fun yeah they have a swimming pool. They have a beautiful outdoor arena. We can ride out. And they have some longhorns that I have no idea how old they are, but they have like eight foot horn spans, and uh, it's wow. pretty cool to go there. Yeah, last year we started some horses, and because it's semi-private, you know, you can kind of maybe wasn't as strict of a setup of how and when we did things. So, right. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun to go there. <laughs>
2: That was screaming, what
6: was it, screaming, say
2: it again, <laughs>
6: screaming monkey, <laughs> screaming. screaming monkey ranch, yeah, it's a private <laughs> and place,
2: so. Okay, and they're in Texas, mm-hmm. they're in Texas, yeah, so in is Bass that Rock, scheduled, Texas. is that scheduled again for this year?
6: Yes, ma'am, in May.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, I see it here in May, okay, got
6: it. Yeah, it got was it. hard to keep that <laughs> clinic going. <laughs>
2: not and you're going to be in Ohio. will you see Trinity Seely when you're in Ohio? you're going to be there in the yeah
6: Trinity yeah Trinity's not very far uh that thatcher school is not very far at all and um I actually talked to Trinity last week so when I heard the song I was laughing because I was like geez I just talked to her last week and then I get to hear <laughs> the song so um yeah but usually her and her husband and um I think it was last year maybe the year before last like, student came rode in the clinic with me so um, yeah I go to Ojai twice a year
2: Mm-hmm, I see that you're
6: back there in October yeah mm-hmm. that's a beautiful yep. area it's a beautiful area yeah it is a uh, cool. clinic host uh, Stephanie that picks me up she always takes me to the ocean picks me up takes me to the ocean and then uh, when the clinic's over takes me back to the ocean and then I fly home <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I'm fine. looking at
0: your schedule right now, and it's like, okay, we need to get you back down here in uh, Nashville for a clinic, but I don't see anything that's open. You're just busy, busy, busy.
6: You, I know. Well, we can uh, talk about that. There might be a time in June um, that I could possibly go there. Um, I really enjoyed the clinics in Nashville. The the one of the clinic hosts moved, and then. Uh, now the clinic host just kind of life got busy with them and the pandemic and all those different kinds of things happening. So, um, yeah, I'd be game to give her a go again. Nashville's yeah, fun. Have
0: to, we'll have to work. Yeah, Nashville is fun. Uh, we'll have to work on that, Bobby. <laughs> you, you. She doesn't have any New Mexico clinics. You could schedule for New I, know, I know. I
6: know. I hear have that any. You, you got some sick. fancy clothes. You got fancy clothes, Bobby Jean, so maybe uh you know, you need to do a clinic so I can come down so I can borrow
2: some of your clothes. Uh <laughs> Well, I do like bling and fringe and embroidery, that's for sure.
6: <laughs> oh wow. We'll just add some pixie dust and then you'll have the winning trio. There you go. There you go. go. There, there you go. 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 See? All right. Uh
0: we're going to take a quick break. We're going to listen to a song by Mary Kay Holtz. It's called We Dream of Horses. And when we come back, we're going to talk more with Trina Morris today on Saddle Up America.
3: Little boy tugged at his mama's hand to get that pony ride. A little scared when he Climbed on but when it Was over he cried All the way Home in the car He chanted that Pony's name Now every Christmas And birthday His wish list is the same He Dreams of horses And he Climbing right back on, shovels stalls hard hay in the snow, fed horses before dawn. School bell rings when she's at the gate, calling that pony's name. Years. followed other dreams, teachers, lawyers, nurses, or pilots, or U.S. Marines. Wherever we went in this world, whatever else we became, with those of us born to be horsemen, the dream The swing and stride and the wind and a horse's mane. The swing and stride the wind and a
5: horse's
0: mane. We dream of horses. Mary Kay Holt. We are talking today with Trina Morris. And, uh,. uh Trina, I was just thinking, what's the name of your ranch out there in Wheatland?
6: Uh, The Hat Creek Ranch.
0: All right. So the the Hat Hat Creek Ranch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So if people are dreaming of horses and they're looking for a good horse, do you ever have any horses that you make available to people for sale?
6: Um, Yeah, actually, when I come off the road and – like now, I'm, uh, well, today I'm watching it snow. I'm not going to go ride horses. But uh, through the winter, what I do is I have some colts to start and then just work on some of the other saddle horses, um, kind of sharpen them up and um, do some things with them. So when I'm not on the road, then I'm riding the horses here. And I don't know. I have too many to count. And um, I try not to count them because <laughs> that's not a good idea to ever know how many horses you have. Never. (laughs) And uh, this uh, summer I bought some uh, longhorn cattle from actually being at that Screaming Monkey Ranch. I really enjoyed seeing those longhorns um, out in the field. And so I bought eight longhorns and a Corriente bull. So this spring we should have some babies running around. Wow. uh, Yeah. A long time ago I used to run some beef cows and uh but uh i guess i just like the look of those longhorns and i think they'll fit in good with the rocks and the sagebrush here at the ranch yeah do you find well, was... uh, the folks
0: go ahead bobby
2: i was just going to say do you find the folks that come to your clinics are are there a, a lots of folks that maybe are fulfilling the dream they're they're riding for the first time or there they're there they're women or men like I don't want to say how old I am but a little more advanced in life that maybe um have finally decided, you know what, I wanna I wanna do this now. What's your what, what's your sort of average if there's such a thing, um, horse horsemen or women that, that attend your clinics?
6: Um that's actually a really great question. The, the variety, though, is, is a wide base of people. I have uh, grandmas that have started to bring their grandkids and, and, you know, moms that have brought their kids. In Texas, there's actually uh, three or four of them where the kids that come, their grandkids, and I think they started riding with me. I let them sneak in when they were five years old, I think. And, um <laughs> grandma uh, stayed with them and for most of the clinic they they kind of clung to grandma but um they now ride with me and they've matured enough they they ride on their own grandma or or as they're called Nana and Mimi um <laughs> they still are in the clinic and um you know kind of help the kids uh understand what I'm talking about so the age group and then you know I don't ever think of anybody I think maybe you want to say the more seasoned people in life that appear at the mm-hmm. clinic. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> there, you know, that, I get it. That's a huge variety. I think I'm, I'm going to say, I think the, the most seasoned person I've ever had was, I think they were 82. Um, wow. <clears throat> clinics. And uh, so it's kind of everything in between. And then the variation of, of people from, Somebody who just enjoys riding on the weekend or when they get a chance to to people that compete um, mm-hmm. you know there's a and to different horses there's gated horses, there's Arabs, there's quarter horses, uh, Thoroughbreds, warm bloods. Um, it really is a a very large realm of of mm-hmm. people that um, get attracted to the clinic. I think the biggest part uh, or maybe the common denominator. Uh, that attracts them all would probably be the um, the no the kind of straight up shooting that I do I was gonna swear but I I won't do that Um, (laughs) (laughs) I have a colorful personality so I gotta watch it on the radio Um, but I'm very straightforward and I'm out for the horse there was a a lady told me that she figured I was part psychologist and um, part attorney because I always took the horse aside but i was still ready to listen to what the humans had to say so <laughs> i think probably that's what you know that's what attracts people to me is the fact that i give them the straight up goods on the horse and um you know i don't judge them i don't i don't care where they came from or what trouble they had or or anything like that i just take them and their horse from where they're at and then help them out in the clinics
5: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm.
6: And you said
2: earlier you mentioned both English and Western, so does does it, um, are you able to, however a person uh, likes to ride, you're
6: able to support them in the clinic? Yeah, you bet. I had a lady ride, uh, actually she rode a quite old horse in a clinic and she said she wanted to ride it bareback because it was older and um, she didn't want to bother saddling it. So uh, I was game, as long as you can hang on then give it a go. So <laughs> to me, it really doesn't matter. I've had English people working cows. I've had Western people, um, you know, want to try jumping in the clinic. So uh, I'm yeah. very I'm very easygoing in that respect because it all revolves around the horse. So mm-hmm. it matters not what you're riding in or where you came mm-hmm. from. It, you know, it matters that where we take the horse from and help it to get better. Right, right.
0: So do you have a lot of people that come to the clinics with, just with problem horses or, or are they looking more for uh, instruction themselves?
6: Um, I I get a variety. I mean, a lot of times people have problems with their horses and that, you know, that would be on the scale of one to ten. So um, there's usually maybe, I don't know. Twenty-five percent of the people have have a kind of maybe a big problem with their horse, and they come to the clinic. And then the rest of the people would be like a half and half, where they want to get better with their horse or they're trying to to ride better. Um,
5: gotcha. I don't
6: really focus on teaching you how to ride because once I get you to think from the horse's point of view or or get in the moment with the horse, then the human immediately rides better. As soon as it puts away all its um, city trash, or I don't know, strange mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. in their head, and just go with their mm-hmm. horse and be with their horse. Then it's actually very easy to um, help you understand how to how to ride the the outfit.
2: Mm-hmm. That makes sense. <laughs> so it's very Bobby. It's very when are you ready
0: to? <laughs> I was going to ask you, when Bobby is to uh, be ready to start riding. We need to get her in the saddle. <laughs>
2: Oh, I don't, I have so much fear (laughs) and great respect for all of you that, that ride. And I know the magic of the horse and the healing powers of the horse is just fantastic, but they just look so
6: big to me. (laughs) Well, and you know, something in that, um, the cool thing to do in all honesty would be to come to the ranch and do a, a mini ranch clinic where you can ride one of my horses where, you know. Um, you kind of know what it's about. It's, there's not a lot of people. There's you and a couple of other friends come and you can start from the ground up. So you can work it on the yep. ground. You can gain some confidence. You can understand it and then you can go out for a little jaunt um, on the ranch and come back. And uh, if you snoop my Facebook page, there's a horse called May West of which any of the ladies listening that have rode her, they'll, They'll ante up for her and tell you that that's probably the sweetest horse. She doesn't go if you don't want to go. And if you want to go, then Uh she's up for it. So um, if you (laughs) really don't want to go, you sit in the arena, and we'll come back after (laughs) and (laughs) see you.
2: Well, I I do really recommend what fun. I can't imagine what would be more fun. Than spending time with you on the ranch with horses and food <laughs> in Wyoming, I just
6: can't imagine anything more wonderful. <laughs> oh, gosh. And then you, you know, if you have a, a few friends and if they're more seasoned or experienced than you are, it doesn't matter. There's, um, to me, it always I'm always able to find a level playing field where a more experienced person can get something out of it as. Uh, so can the, the new person or the green person. So, um, yeah, the ranch is you kind of get me all to yourself for a couple, three days. And people seem to like that. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I have just found Miss um, May M-A-E, West on mm-hmm. your Facebook page, Katrina Morris. And this is a wonderful photo. It's from January 24th. And it looks like she's just had a shampoo and um with some wonderful hair products, and she's all shiny and
6: refreshed. And oh, what a beautiful horse! Yeah, she's she's uh yeah. <laughs> and she's not very big, so see, she she'll fit you just right.
2: Oh, likes, I and I, she, she, she had thrills. a sweet face. Yes. yes.
6: Oh, see, she she yeah, she likes trails and color and all the good things.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll have to put this on my bucket list. there's not a lot on the bucket list i think a hot air balloon ride and um and now uh come out to you and spend some time at the ranch there's there's number two on the bucket
6: list
0: (laughs) there you go there you go that sounds like a good bucket list i'm sure when you
6: fly you fly to denver i'm sure you could catch a hot air balloon ride probably in littleton and then work your way up to the ranch. <laughs> we'll just get all the bucket things off the list so you can off the list ranching. at one time. There you go. <laughs> That's kind of how So, Trina, I am. If, people wanna, people. Um, okay.
0: if people want to If people want to get uh come to one of your clinics, how's the best way to do that? Go to your website.
6: Um Yeah, you could go to the website or if you find me on Facebook, there's um Bobby had just said it. You can go to my personal page, uh, Katrina Morris, or you can go to Trina Morris Horsemanship on Facebook. I also have um, Your Inner Cowgirl on Facebook and Instagram, and that is the address to my website as well, Your Inner um, And or if you call me on my cell phone, it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> however you however you can track me down, I'm willing to to talk to you to help you. <laughs> All it's right. just me in hey, you- office. It, it's a big office. You get me, myself, and I and the mouse in my pocket <laughs> and the
5: big King torso behind
6: me snoring.
0: Uh, and there's gosh. a kitten in the hey. window
6: looking in at me talking to y'all. So there you just uh, met all the boys.
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Hey, have I seen some stuff? Are you doing TikTok or something? Or what is what is this stuff in the reels that I see on Facebook? I see all kinds of yeah, things. Yeah,
6: that's you're doing. uh yeah, it's just it. Facebook came out with those reels, and I think Instagram has reel. They call it reels as well. I'm definitely not a TikTok person, Um, but I, I have some of the friends and students of mine. They they do a lot of TikToks, uh, but I just uh, did some reels. Maybe of the there's uh, a couple I've posted lately of the horses running out in the snow and. Just different things like that so that people can, instead of maybe a still picture, they can kind of see what goes on at the ranch or um, different things, a little bit to have fun. When it's wintertime and it gets cold out, I might get a little imaginative that way. When it's warm out, (laughs) I tend to be outside. (laughs) Oh, I see wonton
2: soup from scratch. Oh, my gosh, does that look good? (laughs) Oh,
5: no. That's a post from
2: January 21st yeah well it's a cold day this looks like lovely I just want to sit right <laughs> down and have a bowl <laughs>
6: oh, yeah when it, when it's cold out I, i'm active uh i can i can be a technological person i guess but as soon as it's nice enough out to ride and things like that then i'm outside even though i have an indoor arena i, I might as i get older i might get a little more pickier on the times i ride
0: that sounds familiar okay. to me. I have now become picky about my times to ride as I've gotten older. So that's pretty cool. Yeah.
5: All right. Well, Trina, <laughs> we're going to have
0: to pick out we're going to have to pick out a date sometime in June or something where we might be able to get you down to Nashville, Tennessee, for a clinic because we'd love to yeah. have you down here. I think the closest clinics that you've got uh, are probably in Kentucky, aren't
6: there's, they? Yeah. There's one in Shelbyville, Kentucky. Um, that would be the closest one for you. And then I do this year, I do a new one in uh, Prescott, Arizona, which I'm sure that's still far away for Bobby, but <laughs> closer than I've <laughs> ever been. <laughs> uh, we, but, we,
2: we, we go for... through there. Yeah. We go through there. If we make any trips to California, we definitely see, see the exit for Prescott on the, on the road. <laughs>
6: oh, there you go well so you know where it is so then you know uh, I'll be there yeah <laughs> I think okay. it's, in, yeah, it's in September okay. that I'm there so um, that's a, a young girl I guess I need to call her a, a lady now um, known her for quite a while helped her with some horses over the years and she's she's a good friend kind of like one of my kids and uh, she moved to Prescott Arizona and doing her thing with horses so she asked me to come and do a clinic there, so I could not say no, and uh should be exciting to go there, I think. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. All right, well, you can okay. check out her website. You can check out her Facebook page, the Trina's Horsemanship on Facebook has the uh, schedule of where her clinics are going to be, and I'm sure that she'll be a- adding some new things if we can get something set up. I'd love to get you back here in Tennessee That's
6: right, like Nashville, Tennessee
0: yeah. Nashville, Tennessee <laughs> But
6: anyway I, I Well, you're always a lot want of fun What? You might not want me to meet Mary Kay You might not want me to meet Mary Kay Because then me and her might have too much fun
0: <laughs> Well, I'm sure you would have I'm sure you would have So it'd be okay so We, can, we, we can might run amok in Nashville, in Nashville. That could, be the
5: case. <laughs> that could
0: be the case. Well, listen, you're always a lot of fun to have on the show, and thank you for doing this today. Be sure and check out her Facebook page, her Instagram page, and visit her website. And is that innercowgirl.com? Uh, yeah, com. yep.
6: Your
0: Yourinnercowgirl.com, and she is always a lot of fun. I'm telling you, people that have gone to her clinics just go back year after year after year. So, you know, they're having a great time uh, and learning quite a bit as well. So, Trina Morris, thank you, my dear, for joining us.
6: Oh, hey, the pleasure was all mine. I uh, I think it's become a yearly thing. We do this in January. So, um, you know, I just I noticed that the other
0: day. Yeah. Yeah.
6: So I was excited when you messaged me. I was like, dang, I'll do anything I can to get back on the show. Of
0: course, I'll be there. <laughs> so,
6: I really do. appreciate it. So y- y'all called me, though, the queen of the cowgirls. And I, I don't know, when we do a winter interview, I, I might just be the queen of tractors, chores, and overalls. <laughs>
0: uh, I can relate. I can relate to that. I can
6: relate. To that. <laughs> well, thank
0: you so much. And uh, we're going to get together and see if we can't get something here in Nashville. So that'd be a lot of fun. To have All to
6: right. Well, that sounds here. awesome. I appreciate All
0: it. Right. Well, you're welcome. So we're going to take a quick break we're going to listen to a song from Kristen harris this is a classic that michael martin murphy did called wildfire and we'll be back in just a moment with bobby bell on saddle america
2: Knows how to have a good time and how to have you have a good time.
0: (laughs) Well, she definitely does, and and uh, and so I'm looking forward to seeing some photographs when you and Jim get back from Wyoming (laughs) from your ride with her. So
2: you know, I don't think we've ever, and I don't think we've ever been through Wyoming yet. I have a feeling we haven't been to Wyoming. So yeah,
0: that's the must must do thing. They must do things. Uh and what about Miss Mickey was she not fun
2: oh my gosh <laughs> oh what a delightful time we had with Miss Mickey also two stellar ladies today <laughs> she, it's been a her great music show. Is fabulous yeah
0: yeah that c d is that c d is pretty awesome so I'm looking forward to seeing what she comes up with next but that was uh that's a, absolutely a great great c d and so uh, if, i'm gonna encourage you to go ahead and download that from her website mickeyformmusic and uh c d is westbound and we look forward to getting some more music from her as well uh what's going on without West?
2: Oh, we're just continuing to post um, new products. I've just added quite a few things from the very popular ladies' uh, line called Liberty Wear. I think I just put up 15 or 16 new items for spring, and there's some pretty new blouses um, from Scully that are from the Honey Creek Collection. You'll find them under Contemporary Apparel. And, um, you know, we're just always refining what we offer and – I haven't blogged recently. I'm a little behind in social media, but we'll get there.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I do yeah, want to just mention go to out real West quickly.
2: Outwestshop.com. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Outwestshop.com and, and uh, replenish your wardrobe. And there's mm-hmm. always, it's always a good day out West, by the way. Just thought I that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Miss Mary Kay's uh, Girl Meets West event is uh, has a few openings left. So if you'd like to attend her event that's taking place the end of February in Escalante, Utah, there is still time, there's still a couple of uh, uh slots that are available and they will be staying at the Slot Canyon Inn in Escalante, Utah. It's a beautiful part of the country and uh, you can visit her website at marykholt.com and uh, to go to the GMW uh, page on her website and find out more about Girl Meets West and tell you Bobby when when ladies attend this thing they become friends for life it's really been a cool thing to see that happen mm-hmm. so many of these people that are attending that so that's the Girl Meets mm-hmm. West event taking place at the end of February and there's still a couple of slots that are left open uh, been a good show, a lot of fun. We have a great show as we start Feb- February. Bobby is mm. already here.
2: Yeah.
0: What do you think about that? It. January is come and gone.
2: Wow. Yep, it sure has. Wow. 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 wow.
0: Mm-hmm. We've got the, we've got some great guests lined up next week. Joining us will be Mr. Bobby Marquez. And uh, we'll be sharing music with him and talking with him, and we'll also be talking with Backcountry Horsemen of America on Saddle Up America. So that's all coming up beginning at noon Central Standard Time at EquestrianLegacy.net, or you can always go back and listen to the podcast on Spotify and iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts and iTunes or our website at EquestrianLegacy.net. Any closing thoughts for today?
2: I do. This is from Carl Bard. Though no one can go back and make a brand new start, anyone can start from now and make a brand new ending. Oh,
0: I like that. I like that. You always have such good thoughts. (laughs) And people need to follow through on those as well. (laughs)
5: Well,
0: It's been a fun show today. Fun show today. Visit Out West Shop and uh, replenish. Wardrobe. Visit Mary Kay's website at marykayholt.com and take part in the Girl Meets West event. And as always, you can visit our website at equestrianlegacy.net. We're going to close the show today out with a beautiful song from Miss Jean Prescott, really fitting for the show today with Miss Trina Morris, and that is "He Always Rode Good Horses." We'll see you next week on the Equestrian Legacy. Radio Network.
3: He always rode good horses from my memory as a kid. I wanted all of mine to work the way he's always did. But my youthful lack of patience so often got me through. That same old lack of patience in my horses playing the show drawing board he'd built throughout the years. His words though not abrasive, only reinforced my fear. Trust ain't freely given, it's elusive, slowly earned. A man's a mirror image of the things his horses learn. Gentle hate make a good mouth, not fear to fight for dread. Good manners is your goal His choice words cut fast and deep Just like a surgeon's knife Yet changed my perspective And rearranged my life Do what's right while you're still living Makes no difference when you're dead Good men ride good horses And that's all that need be said Trust ain't freely given It's elusive slowly earned Learn Gentle hands make a good mount, not steer in a dress. Good men ride good horses. That's all that needs. If he rebels from disrespect, he's trying hard to say, let me spur you in the shoulder and see how long given half a half a chance he'll rise up to the task and die a thousand mournful deaths just doing what you ask so ask yourself this question of this noble galaxy would you do the very same for him if that's a fearful deed trust ain't freely given it's elusive slowly earned a man's the mirror image of things his horses learn gentle hands make a good mouth Nothing.